you know what I'm doing right now? I'm looking at Caesar's Sweets so that when I go by myself, I will have paid for a suite and I'm just going to be bitter. I don't know why I do this to myself. Yeah, don't pay for a suite. What are you talking about? Unfortunately, the rooms at Caesar's cost money that weekend. I mean, like, you know, $50 a night or something, but... <laughs> Howdy, it's Wednesday, February 28th, 2024, and this is episode 222 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? My work is going great. I think we uh, talked at length about this before the podcast. So. Yeah, I'm sure that there's going to be some scintillating pre-show that you just came out of about Craig complaining <laughs> about his work, because I think that's the only thing we talked about before the show. So Yeah, rants with lots of swearing, which I try <laughs> to keep that out of the pre-show, so it's going to be tough. We'll see yeah. what we come up with here, yeah. but... Godspeed. Always once never. Right huh? into it. Two weeks ago, we talked about video poker variations. Mm -hmm. So I sort of stuck with a similar idea this time and went for table games. The three I picked out are Blackjack, Craps, and Pygo Poker. Uh -huh. And I left out Tiles because I feel like that would too obviously be the always. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't want to put in any junk like three-card poker or, you know, Mississippi stud. I never play that stuff anyway. Right. So I'm at least putting the three that I would play. Yep. Tiles is maybe the fourth one that I would play. Do you have an objection to these three or do you want tiles instead of? No, I mean, as you said or and written here, I don't think we can include tiles because it obviously would be my always, right? No question. It's also less accessible to the masses. You know, we got to think about right. our audience. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. The marketing team. I think this is a great always, once, never, and, you know, I'm surprised we didn't come up with it before. We could probably do the same thing in the future with, like, slot machines or something, you know, three real, some sort of highly marketed slot, and I don't know what the third one would be. But I don't know if I need to do any of these always, to tell you the truth. But you have to pick one to do always. That's, right. Sometimes that's the name of the game. My gut feeling is craps always, but wow. sometimes it's just, you know, if I'm like way down on a trip already or whatever, like, <laughs> do I really want to walk up to a craps table yeah, and lose tough. $300 in like eight literal minutes? That's where I'm at. I could definitely not do craps always. It is not in my DNA. It is not in my gambling DNA. That's my only concern about it. And, and also at a lot of the casinos I go to, like, you mentioned that we'll, we'll talk about it. I did go to Horseshoe. Like, Horseshoe generally only has $25 craps tables. And, like, I just generally don't play that a whole lot. So, you know, certainly at Borgata, you'll see a lot of times, or some of the nicer properties in Atlantic City, like $25 and up. And that's just a bit expensive. And I will probably more often than not not play it in that situation. I'm always surprised how often Borgata reliably has a $15 craps open, mm. even, yeah. even more than, like, Caesars. Well, so they did last time we were there, but it was like early in the morning when yeah. we were looking and what I was playing was crapless craps, which as we talked about a couple <laughs> episodes ago is, is just worse than regular craps. It's true. Do I want to play blackjack every time? Maybe. I mean, maybe blackjack is just the obvious answer. Pie gal poker, like it's easy. It's slow. Do I enjoy playing it? Like, is it fun? I don't think it's fun at all. Like there's zero decisions basically. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made for all three of these for always, and an argument for all three of these for never, which is a, a sign of a good always once never, I think. I suspect for you, if I can guess, that yeah, you would be Pygao always. Uh, yeah, it's close between craps and blackjack, I think, for once more. Maybe 
Blackjack once more, craps never, or craps once more, blackjack never. That would be my guess. I would be surprised if your Pygao Poker wasn't always, but let's hear what you have to say. Yeah, this was incredibly easy for me. Pygao Poker always, even though, like you said, it's not the funnest game, but for me, it's a slower game, it's easy, it's not intimidating in any way. Yep. It's not a game like craps where you sit down and immediately your whole bankroll can be gone. It can happen. I mean, I've certainly had bad runs at Pygao Poker. I don't like that everything's going face up now. Like that's mm-hmm. even less yeah. fun. <laughs> I, I do I do not like face up. But if I have to pick one to play always, like I have to play this always, I'm gonna pick Pygo Poker. Blackjack, totally fine, never playing it again. It's a fine game, but I just don't ever need to play it. Craps, I would be disappointed if I never got to play it again. So I would go once more with craps, but I absolutely could not go always on craps. There's just no way. Yeah. So yeah. Pygao always craps once blackjack. Yeah, one. so I'm feeling that Pygao should be my never. Like I think that's pretty clear like i don't think i'd be missing anything if i never played it again with the exception that like so last time i was at tropicana i played quite a bit of pygao poker but they just don't have tiles right so that was my my thing to do that's like you know fairly low variance and, and slow but hopefully if, if if a place has tiles like i will legitimately never play pygao poker <laughs> right tiles is just like a, a better replacement for it yeah i would go oof, it's so tough <laughs> i love it yeah no no it's good Blackjack is a thing I can do always. That would be fine. I enjoy playing blackjack. It's fun. But, you know, there's like more epic moments in craps, right? And if I only play once more, like I'll feel like I'm missing out on something. I have to go always craps and once more blackjack. That's a good point. I've got to do it. If you play craps once more, you get you get nothing out of it, right? More likely than not, you're just going to be kind of even. No one's going to have a monster roll. And like, that's why you play craps, right? For that like one in 20 sessions session, right? Right, yeah, so it is weird, a little weird when you put it that way for me to say craps once, because it's almost like buying a scratch-off ticket or something, right? Right. Like, the huge likelihood is that I buy in in my one more crap session for like 300 bucks, and then it's just gone in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's disappointing. So it's just like, am I really playing craps once more just on that like off-off hope that I, you know, quadruple my money? I guess. <laughs> so... One thing I thought about while editing the last episode is a loophole because mm-hmm. we talked about double double bonus and you said how I should uh, do it once more because you're going to go downtown one more time in your life probably. Right. Uh, so the loophole is what if you just sat at a machine at the palace station, which is over 100% payback uh-huh. and double double bonus and just live there. You never left the machine for I, years. I mean, is that once more? I think that's once more. Yeah. I'm sure there would be no other problems with that plan. Yeah. Can you get up to go to the bathroom? I don't know about eating. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fine. It's still like one session, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they have strawberry daiquiri whipped cream, but there's enough calories in there that I think you could sustain I think yourself. as long as you, you know, until you have to go retire to sleep or whatever, we can call it one session. So if you can do like a monster 72-hour session. Yeah. All right, you can go ahead with your, your next point and rub it in my face. <laughs> so we had a discussion last episode about uh, Mohegan Sun versus... Cherokee, Harris Cherokee, the Cherokee mm-hmm. casinos. And I, I do feel the need to point out that I looked up the distances and the times from your address. And Harris Cherokee is 193 miles further and more than two hours longer drive than your drive would be to Mohegan Sun. Not saying that you that it is worth <laughs> right. that to you, but just saying to calibrate correctly in your mind. That's I want to make this clear that you are right and I am wrong, obviously. I mean, I didn't check this myself, but this would be a very strange thing to lie about on your side. <laughs> so I do think for myself, going to Asheville is something I really want to do. And like, I 
mentioned last episode, there's, you know, Gatlinburg, there's Pigeon Forge, there's other cool places around Harris Cherokee. And like, I'm not that excited about going to Connecticut. Sorry for our listeners who live in Connecticut. But <laughs> yeah, you were right. And I was wrong. I guess that Harris Cherokee is much farther away than Mohegan Sun. The other thing for anyone who's looking to make the trip to Connecticut is that you can go to, I believe it's New London on the Amtrak and it's an uberable distance. I thought there's like a free shuttle from the Amtrak station. I went to the Mohegan site and it did not say anything about the shuttle. So I don't know if it only runs I, in the summer. I think you've or talked only runs on to me about it before. Yeah. I mean, I'll put this offer out there to any of our friends. I will pick you up at the New London Amtrak station on the way to Mohegan Sun to go to Mohegan Sun. I mean, I would take an Amtrak up there if you're going to pick me up. But Let's do it. We have to get AC first, man. The downer, obviously, of that is that, you know, you're talking 250 bucks round trip on the Amtrak. Yeah, that's fine. All right. We'll still never go to Mohegan Sun. Uh, I was actually looking to go go to New York in, in April, by the way, oh, really? the Amtrak, but I don't think I'm going to. So, okay. Great story. We should go to Mohegan Sun instead. Yeah. So you went to a casino. I did. I went to the Horseshoe, as you, you have to do every once in a while. Which Horseshoe? The one in Baltimore. The worst of all horseshoes. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I've only been to the one in Baltimore. I mean, I was at Bally's when it was called Bally's, but now it's called Horseshoe as well. But I haven't been there. The, there's one in Indiana. Is there still one in Indiana? I think there's, there's yeah, Southern Indiana. So anyway, I was in the Baltimore Horseshoe. It was uh, pretty dire. So this was a Friday morning at about, oh, I don't know, 1030 or something. Me, Taylor, and Dave were going to the Top Golf, which is right next door at 12 15 or something so i just went a couple hours early and spent some time in the horseshoe and basically didn't follow my own rules and just lost a bunch of money at absolute terrible slot machines like an idiot were there even any tables open at 10 30 in the morning on a friday there was a couple but there was certainly no pie gal at all neither tiles nor poker were, uh. were open which is the real bummer because i was wanted to go play some tiles because i figured on a friday it'd be open most of the day but i was wrong there's like one craps table open that, of course, because this horseshoe was just like absolutely packed. I think there was literally one blackjack table open that was also quite full. Uh, at least one one of the three to two blackjack tables, maybe a couple six to five, but I don't play that crap. And like maybe one or two crap games, like three card poker or something else. So I didn't play any real table games, but after I lost too much money playing slots like an idiot, I just went to the uh, stadium gaming section and had just an absolute fantastic time playing Baccarat and Blackjack over there. Oh, nice. The bummer with, with those at Caesars, and I noticed this is drop too, is that it says like in the machine that it's giving you tier credits and stuff, even though I know that you don't get tier credits for it. And like, it's an absolutely massive amount of tier credits. So that's like a little bit of a feel bad that it's, you know, said I earned, you know, a thousand tier credits or whatever, when I actually earned zero on that machine. I don't know why they can't fix that, but. Right. It should be better for them. They should want to give you tier credits because they're paying sure. less dealers and stuff. Or like, yeah, they should at least make it like, okay, so like five to one doesn't make sense or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they should be 25 to one or 50 to one or something like them giving me some tier credits would be fine. But like at very minimum, they should say I'm not accruing tier credits like in the console. Yeah, usually it said I know in Harris it said it right on the machines. It said like uh, taped onto the machine right. with like a label maker. <laughs> so, so it didn't in Baltimore. It didn't oh, have weird. that taped on the machine. But I know when I was at TROP in Atlantic City, it was taped on the machine, but it still showed your tier credits accruing oh, like in the machine. Yeah, fix fix that. It's just a, a feel bad, and it made me feel bad for myself yeah, that, that those thousand tier credits or whatever were not going to be coming my way. Come on, Caesars. But with that said, I had a fun time just playing Baccarat and, and Blackjack. That's good. Stadium gaming. 
I was literally the only person playing blackjack, I'm pretty sure. I think there's a lot of Baccarat players, because I could tell, because as soon as I was done acting, that's when the next card would come out. And there was like, you know, five of us or whatever at the consoles. So everyone else was playing roulette and, and Baccarat, I guess. And craps was closed for some reason. So horseshoe, is that your whole horseshoe experience? That That was it. Like an hour and 45 minutes or something? Yeah, it was probably like just under two hours. That's right. So lost a bunch of money in slots, made back a very, very, very small amount of money <laughs> in quote-unquote table games. How is your uh, opinion of Horseshoe? Same. It's shitty. It's not a great casino. It sucks because I remember when we first went. It, it, it was, was like, nice when it first went. Pretty nice and it's like pretty full and it just feels like it's gotten there was like, like less and less stuff open. Yeah. The video poker absolutely sucks. It's like so much of the food is closed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not great. Some guy like bugged me for money, like literally on the casino floor. And it's just like, no, but it's like, come on, horseshoe. Like that shouldn't happen. Like you should never be like hassled for money on the casino floor by some dude. Yeah, it's happened to me at Bally's in yeah. AC. Got to get on top of that. Yeah, agreed. Not a great look for a casino. Not good. Not good. Any other thoughts about horseshoe? Eh, I'd say there's basically no reason to go there. Unless you're going to Top Golf and want to spend some time there, or they give you a bunch of money. I did appreciate that you were uh, texting me pictures of Horseshoe at like 11, and then at like mm-hmm. 4 p.m., Dave started texting me pictures of Horseshoe. <laughs> yeah. He went afterwards. I had to get home because I had to watch the kids that night. So I actually left a tiny bit early from Top Golf. Some news. Lots of news, actually, I feel surprisingly for February. I guess stuff's starting to ramp up for the summer, and that's where we're getting like plans. Mm hmm. But one thing, we haven't talked much about the ACX1, the studios uh-huh. replacing... I mean, there hasn't been much to say about it, I think. That's true. Uh, replacing the playground pier. Route 40 posted on Facebook that ACX1 sent out physical mailers announcing Simpson Restaurant and Bar would be opening spring of 2024, which is very soon. I mean, granted, you have three months of spring. Like, it could be June 19th and still be spring. The mailer included a picture of celebrity chef Wenford Simpson, who I've never heard of. Uh, it mentioned that it's Caribbean soul food and American cuisine. Uh, I looked it up. There's currently a location in Brooklyn. The website also says Miami coming soon, 2023. But as far as I can tell, that's not actually open yet. And it's 2024. So I don't know, maybe calibrate your expectations of a spring 2024 Atlantic <laughs> City opening <laughs> based on that. And also, if you go back two years, they were already talking about Miami opening in 2021. So maybe really calibrate your <laughs> expectations. And there's an inter- Instagram post from the chef from October of last year saying that there are new locations coming to Miami, Atlanta, and California. And that, as far as I can tell, is the only mention of Atlanta and California for these restaurants. So I'm a little nervous about that. The Brooklyn location gets very good reviews. The food looks really good. So hopefully this all works out. Any thoughts on Simpson Restaurant and Bar or celebrity chef Wenford Simpson, who is such a celebrity that surely you've heard of him before this? Certainly I have not heard from him, but I mean, I haven't really heard of any celebrity chefs if you're not like literally Guy Fieri or Gordon Ramsay or whatever. That's a good point. And I've probably half heard of them just because of their association with Caesars. So Robert Irvine, he's a celebrity chef, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I know. I know a couple more, but. No, I have not heard of him. I, I think it's good that they're trying to put restaurants in there. I mean, to me, it's a bit, uh, and we'll get more to this later, but it's still like a little bit of a mystery, like how much of a failure, like everything that's gone into that space is. But certainly there's a long track record of restaurants failing in there, but I don't see why that is, I guess. So, so one of the first comments, or at least the top comment on the Facebook post was, it'll have the same problem as everything else, which is parking. 
because mm-hmm. there's no parking over there. That that's true, and that is a big deal. And yeah, you have to do something with Caesars or whatever to get them to comp parking a bit more aggressively. Or right, which Caesars has no incentive to do. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so it's tough, especially now that they don't own it anymore, right? Because they right. sold it to this company, or are they just leasing it to them. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if it's going to be bottom floor boardwalk entrance, or if it's going to go up in the old restaurant space upstairs. Yep. It feels like given the studio space stuff that's going to be public facing needs to be down on the exterior, but I don't know. I don't know how that would work. So L- literally having anything in that in that space would be good. So yeah, hopefully it works out. Like I said, the food looks really good. I would try it. No, it would be good. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. So there's a Press of Atlantic City article that says that the Golden Nugget is going to be putting money into the property. Uh, according to the release, it says that they're going to have new furnishings, renovated bathrooms, new lighting, new corridors. Bathroom renovations include walk-in showers, enclosed in modern glass, new shower heads and backlit mirrors over larger vanity sinks. The property expects to complete the first phase by late spring. Thoughts? Modern glass is what I am really excited about. I'm, I hate old, outdated glass. <sighs> <laughs> it just this seems like a very basic renovation just given the way it's presented here like it doesn't seem like but anything anytime they refresh the rooms is good yeah in all my golden nugget experiences like i honestly i've always thought the rooms were nice so i don't think it needs much but maybe that's just me maybe i've always had good luck with rooms yeah i agree that the rooms were pretty good but i think that like we talked about this hotel rooms just need really consistent yes refreshing so hopefully this is just them kind of doing that and we've seen you know even by the end of water club those rooms kind of need a refresh ocean i think a lot of the rooms really need swapping out some nightstands and and doing a little bit of work on on things like that so anytime the property's doing this especially golden nugget who is not doing great like brick and mortar revenue wise we'll get to that it's a good sign but yeah we will get to that maybe they feel inspired by (laughs) (laughs) spoilers yes that was probably it so there was another Press of Atlantic City article about how Mohegan is ending their management agreement with resorts at the end of the year, so the end of 2024. Morris Bailey, the owner of resorts, said that Mohegan brought stability and direction to resorts by helping to assemble a stellar management team, which will remain in place. We are happy that, with Mohegan's help, resorts has reached a point where it's able to operate independently. And it says that Mohegan will still retain its 10% ownership stake in the resorts. I feel like it, it's there's not been a whole lot made of the Mohegan management. And one thing that I wish had happened, obviously, as someone who wants to go check out Mohegan Sun, is some sort of like crossover in comps. I think there there is at some level. I think you maybe need to be a pretty big player, but I think they do advertise that there is a crossover in comps and, you know, points you earn at resorts can be used at Mohegan, or is that not the case? I don't know. I've never heard anything about it, but I also don't get anything from resorts, so I'm sure I'm not at that level of player. My biggest disappointment here is that I have a jacket that says resorts, a Mohegan property, and that's no longer <laughs> going to be accurate. But, you know, maybe it's vintage now and that's going to be yeah. – I can be a hipster on uh, January 1st of 2025 when that's no longer true. Yep, when we will surely spend New Year's Eve in Atlantic City. That would be great. That would be fun. At the Bar One. Mm-hmm. I bet the Bar One is absolutely hopping on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Although last time I went, I got COVID. So. That's true. You can never go back. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's really too much to say about this. Every time I go to resorts, I always enjoy my experience. I, I know I've said it on the podcast. I always say like, oh, I should go to resorts more often. And then I, I don't. So I think kind of like the, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. And the fact I spend so relatively little time there shows how I really feel about it. I think that's something actually worth talking about at some point. I've been thinking about how I want to use my nights in AC or like hotel stays in AC since it's been a little while since we've been. 
because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just been sort of scattershot. And maybe that's the way to do it. Like maybe the way to do it is just spread it around and whatever sounds good on a certain trip, go do it. But I'm trying to think if like which property would I enjoy the most? Because I definitely feel like I've ended up at Tropicana quite a bit recently or in the in the past year. And I'm not really sure that Tropicana is where I want to like focus my time uh-huh. so much. Like Tropicana is fine and like – It's got a, got a lot of good qualities and it's got some bad qualities too. It's so bipolar to me in terms of, you know, you talk about like Osu. It's like, yeah, I, I'd like to go to Osu or – Well, I thought you, you don't really like Osu. I'm the one that loves Osu. Well, you've talked it up and now I want to go again, especially after uh-huh. we went to Kuro and – in hard rock. Was underwhelmed. Like, yeah. And was under yeah. It's like, well maybe I should <laughs> revisit Osu because maybe it's better than I'm giving it credit for. because uh, I certainly thought it was better than Kuro. Yeah, there are things about Tropicana that I think are really good. But then when I think about actually gambling there and like the spaces in the casino where I end up spending time, like where the video poker is and where the <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman machines are, it's like I don't like being in those areas and right. and the vibe of the place as it gets more clubby at night is really not amazing. So, like, I feel like I need to think about those things a little bit more in, like, where I book. And resorts is the one thing I was thinking about was, like, I have this fondness for resorts, but, like, would I really like to spend nights at resorts? I don't know. I mean, I always enjoy spending nights at resorts, but... It's hard. I sort of feel that way about every property, though, because, like, I like Hard Rock a lot, obviously, but I, like, do I really want to spend my entire trip at Hard Rock? Like, not really. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't really like Hard Rock, so yeah. it's easier for me. Same with Ocean. That's true. I would love to stay at Ocean and do lots of stuff at Ocean, like eat at Amada or the coffee shop in the lobby or the new restaurants once they open, but just, like, not play there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, just walk to Hard Rock to play. I don't know. Anyways, we have a concert announcement. Cool. Let's hear it. That we also got a mailbag question about that we'll get to. Peach at the Beach Music Festival, July 13th, Saturday, July 13th, which will be at Showboat slash Island Water Park's summer concert stage, which I am guessing is going to be on the old volleyball courts. In that area? It's headlined by Joe Russo's Almost Dead doing two sets in one day. Uh, Also, bands I'm sure you've heard of, Dogs in a Pile, Trouble No More performing what I'm guessing is their hit album, Eat a Peach, Karina Rickman, Michael Rose of Black Uhuru, also DJ sets at the water park. I'm super excited about all of these people who I surely know. Pre and after parties in the Bourbon Ballroom. Uh, I looked up these bands on Google because I've never heard of any of them. Almost Dead, unsurprisingly, is mainly a Grateful Dead cover band. Sounds right. Trouble No More is mostly an Allman Brothers cover band. <laughs> I mean, I like the Allman Brothers as much as anyone, but like, do they need a specific cover band? I think they probably have more hits than we realize, but I think... Ramblin' Man? There's a generational thing here that we are not... We're not the target audience for this yep. one. Yep, yep, yep. It is $99.50 after Ticketmaster fees, which actually, when I logged on, it said eighty nine fifty, and I was expecting with fees it to be like $120. So $99.50, only $10 in fees is not crazy, mm-hmm. although $99.50 for this seems high for me. It does sound a little bit high. For like mostly cover bands? Yep. You can also purchase a general admission plus option, and that gets you concert tickets and water park admission. 
And after fees, that's $154.50. So I don't know, 50, another 55 bucks on top for water park admission on a Saturday. So maybe not bad. Uh, that's Isn't that a little weird that you're presumably going to be at the concert all day, right? Like, what are you going to go to the water park? In the morning. But there's two sets, right? So I assume one's in the afternoon. Right? So you so you skip I one of morning. one of Joe Russo's almost dead sets and go to the water park, and then you you see the other one. Mm. So we have a mailbag question about this from Alexander. He said, "Not sure if that kind of music is your scene or not, but what's your take on the island water park starting to host larger music events? A great way for them to expand and for the showboat to generate more non-gaming revenue, or a sign that the water park is a total flop and they're doing everything they can to stay afloat?" No pun intended. I wish that pun was intended. <laughs> pun should always be intended. It probably was intended. I mean, it's showboat, right? It's the same thing they always do. Like, they've thrown one zillion things against the wall, and, yeah. you know, they're hoping something sticks. And uh, Lucky Snake at some level has stuck, I guess. You know, maybe the water park that we have no idea how it's doing. I, I don't know that this is a sign that the water park's a flop, because this is just what they do. I agree completely. This just feels like totally up showboat's alley. Right. You know, this is somebody else putting on this concert, and <laughs> right? It's not like Showboat's putting a bunch of money into this, probably. So where where exactly is the summer concert stage? So is that, like, physically in the water park, or is it, like, out on the beach, or...? They are advertising everything as on the beach. Well, it says the location's at the island water park at Showboat, though. So <laughs> very yeah. unclear. I would assume that it would be on the beach as well. So and then, if it's actually at the water park, then like, how do you not get water park admission when you're dead? So that's a good point. So this is not the first Peach of the Beast festival, by the way. Uh huh. There was one last year. So it was not called the Peach of the Beach. It was the Peach Music Festival. All right. Well, we'll report back on this as we learn more information about it. I still have a bunch of questions, but yeah, it was in June. It had multiple stages. Uh huh. It surely has to be on the beach, right? Uh, yeah, I would think. I mean, it's called Peach of the Beach. I mean, it literally says on the website it's at the Island Water Park, but <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, you've been in there. Is there, like, room for something like that? Uh, there is a big, very empty bar <laughs> <laughs> that, as far as I can tell, nobody goes to. Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm sure more information will come out about it. But, yeah, I don't think this is, like, a bad sign for the water park. I mean, I think, like, the price decreases that we've seen are maybe a bad sign for the water park i mean I, this is just what showboat does i think any like summer concerts are good for people who put them on and like they've been like the one big success story in atlantic city for the last 10 years since we've been doing this podcast so so it was scranton pennsylvania last year it was a three-day event mm -hmm. four-day event four-day event june 29th to july 2nd and it had a lot of bands obviously four days multiple stages and they were, like, adding bands all the time. Ziggy Marley was there. So, like, some decent names. Joe Russo's Almost Dead <laughs> was there last year also. Uh, obviously, you know, going from a four-day event in the mountains of Pennsylvania to Atlantic City, it's obviously going to be much, much, much more scaled back to be a one-day event now. So I'm watching the YouTube video. It looks, it looks like it's at the water park. So. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't either. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's February, and this is yeah. not until July, so I'm sure, yep, sure yep, we'll yep. get a lot more. And one thing I'll say, looking back at their Twitter from 2023, is there was just, like, a lot of unveiling of stuff as it got closer. Yep. So yep, yep. maybe expect this to get bigger, maybe? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. 
cool. I mean, I'm not going to go, but yeah, no, no, certainly I, no, a lot of people love, you know, Grateful Dead, at least, you know, probably one of the literal biggest bands in the world. So, yeah. All right. There was data in January and we've gotten the spreadsheet updated for two more years. I, I was yeah, I saw that. Extra Dewey when I did this. Uh, so we won't have to worry about that for a little while. Yeah. January data. It's it's bad. I think it's real bad. It looks, yeah, very not great. I will have to say that January 1st was on a Sunday last year. So presumably there was just a billion people there on that Sunday. Though January, it shouldn't matter because there should be a billion people there every January 1st, no matter right. what day of the week there is, right? That's correct. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bad month. It's down about 3 3%. The only three casinos that were up year over year, two of them are Ocean and Hard Rock. No big surprise, given everything we've been talking about. And then Golden Nugget was actually up year over year and month over month. So Hard Ocean was up about 8%, Hard Rock 4, and Golden Nugget 2%. And everyone else was down uh, a couple percent in the case of, of Borgata and Resorts and more than that in the case of Bally's, Caesars, Harrah's, and Tropicana. All the way down to Harrah's being down 21%. It's not great. I will say last year, so 2023, mm-hmm. January was up 15% uh-huh. over 2022. And 2022 was up 15% over 2021. I thought Omicron was like that winter of 2021 to 2022. Starting this year, we can like fully say it's we're comparing against COVID-free months. Yeah. I think the first quarter of 2022 is like COVID impacted at, at some level. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, twenty twenty two is still hugely over twenty twenty one in January. Well, well twenty twenty one was obviously extremely COVID impacted. So, so I don't know. I'm not gonna get too crazy worried about this. Like three percent. It is. There were five Sundays in twenty twenty three and four weekends in twenty full weekends in twenty twenty four. Yeah, but the the more concerning I think is the. Bally's 10.07, Resorts 10.95, like, those are bad months. Like, Tropicana 13. That's a big one. Oh, that's I think. a really that's, bad for that's Tropicana. That's awful, right? Wow. Oh my goodness, yeah, down 18% year And then year. C- Caesars really and Harris are in the 15 millions? Yeah, okay. I take it back. Those are pretty bad months. Those middle casinos, that, those months are so bad. 15, 15, 13 for the three CET properties. Right. Like Borgata being down 1%, whatever, like not not bad. Mm-hmm. Hard Rock was up year over year. Ocean was up year over year. So like, yeah, the top three right. did fine. But yeah, you're right. It's really... The Caesars properties. Those middle, those Caesars properties did just absolutely awful. You yep. know why? Laurel Lounges. <laughs> That's, that is why. People don't want trail mix and pretzels. Yep. They want pizza, hot roast beef, and pizza. It's never. It's not. It's probably like pizza and pasta. But I take some pizza and pasta. Yeah, that's what they should do. Is just bring back pizza. just like a tray of cold cuts and like potato rolls, and be like, now we have food again. Everybody be like, oh my god, and like rush to the. To I the mean, I, I would eat some potato rolls and cold cuts. Yeah, I would just plain potato rolls. They're amazing. What delicious rolls those are! A couple slices of cheese, you know. Get out, you know, your bottle of mayonnaise, your bottle of mustard. That's all you need. <laughs> it really is. We're easy to please. Yeah. Even that, though, can't do it. They can't do it. <laughs> no. no, I think that's a, it's a pretty bad month. So it's not We'll great. see what happens it's in February. Great. I'm not going to, you know, lose my mind over one month, but it's not great. Yeah. I don't think there's too much else to say about the data. Nope. Do you want to get to these, uh, the, the one mailbag question? Yeah, so we had the one mailbag question that we interspersed seamlessly into the news. Mm-hmm. This one we've been sitting on for a while. Dave T. Yes, I wonder who that is. Could be anybody. Asks, 
AC has added a lot of things since the podcast started to try to get people to the city and improve the AC experience. Music festivals, Lucky Snake, Indoor Water Park, as well as things like the Orange Loop, Stockton University moving in, redone, revived casinos like Hard Rock and Ocean. If you could add one additional thing to AC today, what are you adding to further help the city? Would it be something like a big company like Amazon moving there and creating additional jobs and tax base? A minor league sports franchise, a new casino, a new airport, a huge town center slash mixed use development, dissolvement of the CRDA? My challenge to you is don't say boardwalk security because we've said that the last two times this has come up on the new uh, I mean, you know, I do, I do think people feeling safe in Atlantic City is important, but I won't say that. I don't know if like a minor league sports franchise or something like Amazon coming in really does a whole lot for Atlantic City, to be honest. I mean, it, it would help the tax base some. It would help make property taxes a bit cheaper, but I don't think that's really what's holding Atlantic City back, right? Yeah, I mean, Amazon, you're going to give them so many tax abatements that it probably right. is uh, neutral. Right. <laughs> and like all those people are going to live in, you know, a Harbor Township that's a good point. or Pleasantville yeah. or whatever anyway. They're not going to live in the city. So, yep. I mean, unless it's like, you know, just a distribution center or whatever. I think the thing that it needs now and it's needed for the last, well, 50, 50 years since they've legalized gambling, pretty much, just about 48 years, some vision of the future. Like, what do they want to be? Does anyone know? Yes, certainly it's fun to make fun of the CRDA. And yes, if only they had like a literal group whose job it is to like come up with a vision of the future and fund it appropriately, like that would be nice if they actually did that job at all. But I don't think we should hold our breath about that <laughs> yeah i think it's not gonna happen as you know our dude everyone's favorite dude in that 1986 video said like atlantic city's always been a place that people have only thought about the next five minutes like no one has any vision for the city at all and like are you gonna get people in like stuff that's like what's really moved the needle in the last five or ten years the big beach concerts i think that's a very good thing like building the water park that's a very good thing but why should people do this because unless you hit like some sort of a turning point like a tipping point you know by all accounts it seems like the water park's not really a huge success or whatever and you know the music festivals have done a really great job of getting people in for the days that there are the music festivals but it doesn't impact the other 363 days of the year and you know they have the uh the air show that is something else that brings in a ton of people but what reasons are there to go the other 360 days a year and like the answer used to be slot machines right but now it turns out that those are just everywhere so that's not really a reason to go to atlantic city anymore yeah I mean, I think a lot of the stuff that's gone well has been stuff like the Orange Loop, and I think that has helped. And, like, what help has the CRDA really given to those people? Basically none. The sensible thing that would definitely improve Atlantic City would be helping with a lot, really sort of incentivizing a lot of the Orange Loop-style development. Like, I think that's the sustainable, long-term way to make the city better. Like, these people that have invested in the Orange Loop, like, they obviously, like, A can make profitable businesses and like B, Mark Colazzo and people like that, I think really do want the city to succeed. Right. Can't, you know, somehow the CRTA use some of their money to like help subsidize like them renting a bunch of boardwalk space and like putting nice restaurants in there. What a difference that would make. That's like one simple thing. I yeah. think that would make a huge difference. And, you know, it's easy to do. And, like, I'm sure the CRDA would never do that because they only give money back to the casinos. But yeah, I mean, it would be really nice to have sort of even if it's more around the orange loop, but just yeah. like other beach towns in Jersey no, should be on the boardwalk have a lot of cute little restaurants and a lot of cute little shops, right. That are not just t-shirt and smoke shops right. and stuff. 
And like, and, don't get me wrong. I go to Ocean City, Maryland a lot, and it is like a lot of t-shirt shops and stuff, but there is like more than that, right? And, you know, they've hit some sort of critical mass where, you know, they can support a lot of stuff. And there's actually like, you know, a lot of people walking around all the time. And, and there is at some level in Atlantic City during the summer, but not to the same level. Yeah. So I think that's that's the smart answer. That being said, if I could add anything to Atlantic City, it would be Times Square style bullshit, right? Like a big ass Hershey star, <laughs> like an M&M store, a Disney store, <laughs> which I think would fail miserably, right? Like, uh, yeah, they would fail miserably. I think they've yeah. tried to do that in some in some level in the past. I mean, in, how many like, the Caesar Spear, but like certainly, like the the biggest thing probably that's happened in the last however many years is when the the outlets opened up right and that's been like i don't know how much of a success it is but like at least still like most of these outlets are open i don't know if they're profitably open or whatever but you know they're open it's not like what happened in the caesar spear where yeah they had a lot of stores and just none of them were profitable and they all closed down so yeah my suspicion would be that there's some subsidies going on to the, some of these outlet stores to keep them open but i i have no idea about that that is not that is i don't just know i think the outlets do pretty that. well you think so yeah speaking of i need to go back to the outlets because i need more shoes in may yeah let's do it all right first weekend of may hmm? put it on your calendar first weekend of may everyone guaranteed guaranteed all right so i mean uh, to say what i'll say about the like Times square bullshit is like it would need to be a spectacle, right? It would need to. I'm talking like I'm talking something like huge, that is a draw beyond just like this is it's sugar, but it's <laughs> another <laughs> store like that. Like it would need to be some sort of massive. Like I'm picturing like you know the kind of shit that's in New York, New York, and Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not gonna happen. So like it's it, you know there's no incentive for anybody to do something like that. You've got to get the grassroots kind of like smaller development stuff and like at the end of the day if ac could have a bunch of smaller stuff that people go to and gives people a reason to go check out new restaurants and stuff like that's going to long-term lead to more development and more people wanting to live in the city and everything like that's how you improve the city you see i mean you see this in like random towns like sparta new york that like nobody would ever think about that the cities are subsidizing like little coffee shops and stuff Right, which they should do. Should be little coffee shops on the boardwalk. Oh, that'd be great. Right? There should be there should be like little espresso bar on the boardwalk, man. What's like a nice new restaurant that's open recently? Like like Rife. Why isn't that on the boardwalk? Because this is a t-shirt shop on the boardwalk. <sighs> it's probably way more expensive to be on the boardwalk. I mean, I don't understand how all these t-shirt shops are staying afloat, but yeah, I don't know. It does make me want to support the things like the random little restaurants that are on the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, like I said, I just went to the Mexican place, which is like probably the nicest restaurant on the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like realistically, I think it is. Oh, no. Well, uh, the the bungalow mm, is probably true. the nicest restaurant. Yeah. I mean, we support, we're big, su- big supporters great. of the beer garden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's like a very good thing that is on the boardwalk. Like the location is correct. What they're doing is correct. Like that's a great thing for Atlantic City, I think. Somebody's got to open that brewery in the... Uh... Toll Brothers space. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean that whole Toll Brothers space should be a brewery. It should be something. Yeah, a little beer it garden. Should, it, it should be something. Yeah, uh, that's so frustrating. Brew, brew pub. Yes, the CRDA shouldn't shouldn't suck. That'd be nice. <laughs> 
Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content at do for win.com. Uh, send Craig a message on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin, and you can send us some questions to do for win at gmail.com and we will try to answer them on air. How's our, how's our mailbox? We have a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the listeners have understood the assignment. That's great. So thank you listeners. Big ups to all the listeners for sending in the emails. I have lots of emails. Good. So keep, they will keep the podcast chugging along. Yep. Uh, and also I have to say, I really appreciate it. We've gotten a couple very positive comments just about the show in general. Uh, and you never forward those to me. Definitely. <laughs> it helps, you know, cause there are times where I'm like, man, I just don't want to edit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it helps. As someone those. who talks to Craig a lot, there's a lot of times like that. I think. Yeah. Oh, well, one one more thing that I'll add back on the topic that we were just talking about, about fixing up the city and, like, the, the smaller development, like Orange Loop. Like, New York casinos are coming, right? Right. They're, it's coming. This is going to happen. Any level of there just being, like, slot machines, just, like, being the thing that brings people to Atlantic City that still exists, which is not very much, it's going to be zero very soon. Right. And I, I am maybe naively, like... Don't underestimate New York's ability to screw this up. <laughs> but but the thing that's going to help Atlantic City long term is not AC's casinos are nicer than New York's casinos or whatever no. it is. Like Atlantic City has to give you an ex- an experience that you can't get in New York. Yeah, and the experience is it's on the beach. So right. like make it a beach town, make the boardwalk nice, make their put nice stuff on the boardwalk where you're like, oh yeah, I want to go to these casinos because then I can pop over to whatever nice restaurant on the boardwalk or pop over to the Orange Loop and and eat and do shopping if there ever ends up being shopping there. At some level, I think it's always going to be like Little Vegas, right? And it should be mostly directed towards, you know, groups of adults that want to get together and meet somewhere. And like, I think that's good and fine. But they have to do it. Like, and there's been zero work effectively at, at trying to make Atlantic City like a more desirable location in, as a whole. Yeah. I mean, one interesting thing about the New York casino thing, as much as I've sort of thought about like, okay, you know, showboat, water park, like it's shifting Atlantic City in a direction of like more family friendly, which is more of a beach town thing because you do think of like beach town as a family destination. New York City is a huge family destination. <laughs> right. And so, like, if you're a family coming from somewhere else on the East Coast, right, and you are like, well, I could go to AC because I want to gamble, but and also there's some stuff for the kids. Or you could go to New York City where there's like Times Square and plays and also, well, I could just go gamble in potentially Times Square. Right. And the new Caesars property in Times Square. It's a tough sell. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think you got to lean into the beach town thing, sort of. But I say that as someone who loves Jersey Shore beach towns. So. Right. Can't get enough. Cannot get enough of it. Have my Ocean City Week booked and ready to go. Oh yeah, you Wait, buy your, this your beach your beach tag or whatever. No, they they're just in the house. Everybody yeah, complains yeah, yeah. about the beach tag thing. It's fine. It's it's a little little bit dumb seeming to me. You can't pay eight dollars to go to the beach to go to a much nicer beach than any you know, like shitty Ocean City, Maryland. You can pay eight dollars. I promise. I I can't. <laughs> yeah, you, you apparently can. That's like you know a spin of Heidi or whatever. That's true. That's a good point. It's like three spins of ID for you. It's like 16 it's, spins of ID for me. I mean, it's tidy six bucks. So it's like, yeah. One oh, is it $6? Spins. Wow. $6. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm doing it at 75 cents with the Prost yeah. bonus. Yeah, yeah. $6. It's $5 if you don't do the Prost, but then you're just a sucker. Yeah, no, you have to do the Prost. You got to. I'm sure that the math backs that up. Uh, yep, yep. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll uh, get back to you in another couple of weeks. Wait, one more thing of notes. Uh, <laughs> uh, podcast over. I think there's a really interesting story that all the 60s and 70s pictures post, which is, yes, AC was doing very bad, but there were still more people on the boardwalk than there are now because the casinos suck everyone off the boardwalk. Yep. And so everyone's in the casinos, and so you do not see pictures. That's why my, my thing is we need to get people back onto the boardwalk.